Hello everyone, this is Jim Lucy, Editor-in-Chief for Electrical Wholesaling and Electrical Marketing with the March 14th edition of the Today's Electrical Economy podcast sponsored by Champion Fiberglass. The company began producing epoxy fiberglass conduit and fittings in 1988 and in 1989 developed the first conduit from epoxy resins that had flame resistance and low smoke characteristics. This met the most stringent codes and specifications. With all the economic turmoil because of the war in Ukraine, Electrical Wholesaling's Today's Electrical Economy podcast will explore the escalation in prices for electrical products and other core materials of importance to the U.S. economy. Let's first check out some weekly economic indicators that can offer an early indicator of where the market may be headed. These five weekly indicators are the initial employment claims at the state level, rail freight car traffic, the Baker Hughes rig count, oil prices, and copper prices. Our thanks again to Champion Fiberglass for sponsoring the Today's Electrical Economy podcast series for 2022. For the week ending March the 5th, the advanced figure for seasonally adjusted initial claims was 227,000, an increase of 11,000 from the previous week's revised level, according to the U.S. Department of Labor. The previous week's level was revised up by 1,000 from 215,000 to 216,000. The four-week moving average for unemployment claims was 231,250, an increase of 500 claims from the previous week's revised average. The current unemployment rate stands at 3.8% according to the latest data through February from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. Comparative few states had a weekly increase in claims of more than 1,000. Five states had decreases in unemployment claims of at least 500 for the week ending March the 5th. These states were Massachusetts with a decline of 2,381, Pennsylvania with a decline of 2,185, Missouri with a decline of 1,567, Tennessee with a decline of 1,417, and Rhode Island with a decline of 1,229. Eleven states had increases in unemployment claims of at least 500 for the week ending March the 5th. These states were New York with an increase of 16,255, California with an increase of 6,233, Kentucky with an increase of 3,134, New Jersey with an increase of 1,954, Ohio increased 908, State of Washington increase of 836, South Carolina increase of 770, Texas with an increase of 760, Virginia with an increase of 587, Minnesota increase of 529, and Oregon with an increase of 522. One of the more interesting leading indicators for the overall U.S. economy is freight rail traffic. It's a good measure of the amount of raw materials and finished goods being shipped by rail. The best source for this data is the American Association of Railroads, or AAR, which publishes this data weekly at www.aar.org. For the week ending March the 5th, total U.S. weekly rail traffic was 505,177 carloads and intermodal units. That's down 1.9% compared with the same week last year. Total combined U.S. traffic for the first nine weeks of 2022 was 4,354,531 carloads and intermodal units. That's a decrease of 2.3% compared to the same time last year. In recent weeks, I've seen more freight categories slide into the negative on the year-over-year comparison data. The latest data shows that motor vehicles and parts added with a decline of 15.8% and petroleum and petroleum products with a decline of 14.3% had the biggest declines. Other decliners were total intermodal units at minus 7%, grain at minus 5.8%, and metallic ores and metals at minus 2.1%. Non-metallic minerals at 14.3% increase, and coal with a 12% increase had the biggest year-over-year gains to the week of March the 5th. 
If you track the oil market, you are probably familiar with the Baker Hughes rig count. This tracks the oil and gas rigs that are operating. This data is available by state, by basin, and nationally at www.rigcount.bakerhughes.com. This slide gives you a good idea of the largest oil and gas deposits. It really gives you a good sense of just how many of the large oil plays are in Texas and Oklahoma, and how big an area the Marcellus gas region covers in Pennsylvania, Ohio, and parts of West Virginia. In our podcast, we have focused primarily on the oil rig data from Baker and Hughes because that seems to be a lot of the change has been in recent months. But with the boycott on Russian energy and points and the shutdown of the Nord Stream 2 pipeline that was built to supply Germany with natural gas, I thought it would be interesting to look at any activity on the gas drilling increases in the United States. When you look at the Baker Hughes gas rig data on a four-week moving average basis to smooth out volatility, you'll see that through the week ending March the 4th, the gas rig count is at 125 operational rigs. That's a 36.7 increase from a year earlier. It might sound like a big increase, but as you'll see in our next slide, the data from past years tells a different story. While the gas rig count is increasing rather sharply in recent weeks, the four-week moving average of roughly 100 rigs is still far below what we saw 10 years ago when it was regularly above 300 rigs. That trend lasted till about around approximately 2015. Oil prices are currently more volatile than they have been in years, and with a gallon of gas now averaging $4.32, everyone is watching oil prices. Looking at them on a weekly basis smooths out some of the volatility, but as you can see in the chart, they are still increasing dramatically. And if you look at the chart on the left, the daily prices of the past week are higher than any of that we've seen in the past years. But if you look at that number for the March the 8th, $123 a barrel. That is just something I, I don't know if I've ever seen since I've been tracking this uh, data for electrical wholesaling. Economists like to call copper pricing Dr. Copper because it's a leading economic indicator for future activities since copper is used in so many industries. The construction industry is among the leading markets because of its use in wire and cable and copper plumbing pipe. Copper prices came amazingly close to $5 per pound early this month when they hit $4.94 a pound on March the 4th. No one is willing to go too far out on a limit predicting when prices will moderate because of the war in Ukraine. As you can see in the chart, a spike occurred shortly after Russia invaded Ukraine on February the 24th. The historical surge in pricing for electrical products is continuing. Let's take a look at one of the product categories that has seen some of the largest price increases, conduit and fittings. If you need detailed historical pricing data from more than 20 key electrical product categories, it's available from Electrical Wholesaling and Electrical Marketing for $99 as part of an annual subscription to Electrical Marketing. You can find subscription information at www.electricalmarketing.com. Metal conduit, non-metallic conduit, and conduit fittings have been seeing price increases at a double-digit year-over-year rate since last year, according to Electrical Marketing's Electrical Price Index that S&P Global compiles for us each month. Conduit fittings have seen this trend going all the way back to December of 2020, while metal conduit and non-metallic conduit have been seeing this rate of increase since the first half of 2021. As I mentioned earlier, this date is available for all of the electrical products in the price index. This concludes our presentation for today. A special thanks again to the folks from Champion Fiberglass for sponsoring the Today's Electrical Economy podcast series for 2022. Please contact me if there's any other type of economic data you'd like us to cover in these podcasts. Our next presentation will be Monday, March the 28th. Until then, stay healthy, be happy. I look forward to talking with you on our next presentation.